Hello, minions, and welcome to the eighth episode of Evil Campaign. I'm Cat Cool, your host. Before we get started, first, James and Mel just got engaged. Congratulations, you guys. If you, listener, happen to see either of them this week, either over social media or in person, perhaps at a convention, please wish them well. They deserve it. Now, James and I would like to thank our outstanding Patreon backers. Tom and Jen, thank you. Thank you, guys. Brian Witgen, thank you. Thank you, Brian. Harrison Cooper, thank you. Matt Garcia, thank you. Andrew Giselle, thank you. Or Giesel? Giesel? Andrew, whoever backed to fell in love with, thank you. <laughs> Uh, thank you so much. It's not spelled the same way, but thank you so much, Andrew. I'm so sorry <laughs> for who I am as a person. D. D Barlow, thank, thank you. you. Connor Moran, thank well, you. That is a crack shot. Adam Grove, thank you. Andrew Pesarchik, thank you so much. Justin Miyashiro, thank you. Chuck Thornton, thank you. Logan, thank you. You were a pretty good movie. I really liked that movie. Armstrong Anonymous. That's a great one. That's a really good one. Armstrong Anonymous. That, that's an action figure. Armstrong Anonymous. <laughs> it's like a big muscly dude with a question mark on his t-shirt. Or like a paper bag over his face. Oh, man. Right? Yeah. And now, a long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away. Tracknia and his lackeys, Ava and Zero, have cornered the two into a shipyard. But, true to Mandalorian style, they've taken to the skies, and surely won't go down without a fight. Meanwhile, mysteries on Mandalore abound as a mysterious watcher has been tracking the movements of our bluebirds. So now, an NPC slot. Talek takes off in the air. He readies two blasters at you, and he <laughs> fires. Yeah. Okay, he hits. You have six damage coming at you. That's all soaked. That's great. So Sweet. he, he <laughs> fired. I mean, this is a cool trade of, like, realizations. Like, yeah. He shoots you, and, like, it crackles against your armor. Yes. They're really well equipped. <laughs> this is bad. <laughs> this is not random. I don't see any troopers. <laughs> Um, ready the ship to go and like you can, oh, the you communicator is right there <laughs> that guy oh, man. Uh, I pick it up roger roger <laughs> <Yeah>. carapace <laughs> the other one fumbles around he instead of trying to fire on you moves behind cover because he cannot take an action and move on the same turn anymore okay thanks to Sweet. you shooting his leg so he's moved behind one of the struts of the landing part of the ship and meanwhile the other one is in the air now it is ava's turn yeah so the one who is not in the air is mm -hmm. my buddy i'm sorry i cannot go where where you fly that's fair. <laughs> yeah, I like jump back out the hole from where I was, knowing that lightsabers can't cut this, right? It's yeah. just like force of blows. Yeah. I get to like fight somebody. I never dude. get to fight anybody. So <laughs> You're just so happy about it. <laughs> she activates her lightsaber, starts calmly walking towards the person and does the Makashi salute. It's an inquisitor. <laughs> We've got an inquisitor. I think that might be Lufan. <laughs> you hear me over your comedy like, oh, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be 
aiming to take out this person's guns to start. Yeah, I think no matter what, you're going to destroy this person's gun. Well, I mean, um, but yeah, roll roll it out. Two successes with okay, three threats and eight damage coming their way. Okay, so what happens? You sla- like you well, so jump out. Oh, yeah, I do Makashi, so it's all duelist form. So it's just like very precise stabbing. Oh, this is Dooku's form. Yes. Okay, great. So yeah, this person tries to block mm-hmm. the attack. Like they see the lightsaber activate, and you see the fear in this person's eyes. <laughs> they take eyes. two shots, and I effortlessly deflect them. Of course, yeah, it's like (laughs) they shoot, the gun comes at them, they raise the weapon to try and defend themselves. You poke right through the weapon, their hands drop as they're expecting to die, but it pokes into the Beskar of their armor and stops right there. The gun drops to the ground. Meanwhile, Talik from the air, idiot, you can't block a lightsaber with a weapon. You're going to have to take her on hand to hand now. Criff. He's buzzing around up in the air. Meanwhile, the guy is frantically searching for a knife. Um, (laughs) A knife. Brings out a vibro knife. And it is now back to the top of the initiative order, which is Talik. He does another swooping pass at you, and he is going to fire. He swoops into close range with you. Talik's so special. He's so special. You can tell underneath his helmet, his hair is dyed a bunch of different colors, and he has a tragic backstory. Oh, no. <laughs> I've got a really good mechanical eye. Ooh, okay. So Talik succeeds with five advantages. Okay. <laughs> Talik. But just one success. Oh, my God. So he does the same amount of damage to you as last time. However, because he's using two blasters, mm-hmm. he activates the other blaster, which does an additional five damage. He's got three left. He's going to spend one, giving a blue die to his buddy. And he's going to spend two to activate a crit. Ooh. And to do that, I'll need to roll those red dice. And that comes up as 31. You're stunned until the end of the next turn. Dang! Staggered is you cannot perform actions. Ugh, you can only move. The most important thing to establish out of this is how it looks. He's (laughs) fired with two blasters down on you. The first one barely penetrated your armor, but the second one managed to. Boom, one shot on me. The second shot on me. I stagger back, but then like I get up and I want to take two steps, kick off the ship, and then activate rocket boots to get back up in the air. And I want to get to a higher ground than, well, higher plane than him. Right. And then I want to be able to aim down at him. Cool, cool. I'll definitely say one of your maneuvers was the movement to do that, and the other one is allowing you to aim, essentially. Yeah. Red, mean emoji face. Big (laughs) mistake, Talik. So cute. So now the other NPC yeah. raises his vibro knife <laughs> and tries to come at Ava Ark. Oh, buddy. He rolls real well. One success and two advantages. So he comes at you with this knife. Meanwhile, like you are striking him and he is blocking with the bracers on his armor. It's the most interesting fight you've ever been in. Uh, (laughs) I mean, that's very depressing. (laughs) I mean, you've fought dueling droids before. And I'm sure you've had to spar with Lufon before. But this is a much different dynamic. Unlike somebody who is using a double-bladed lightsaber or even two lightsabers, 
lightsabers, which I don't think you've ever encountered anybody who can no, do a true lightsaber so. form, but definitely the double-sided form. It's a longer reach where you're fighting. You're not so much in the strike zone as you are now because he's using the two bracers on his armor. And you're not thinking about how easy it would be for him to lash out. And at a certain point, he does. Mm-hmm. He moves forward. What is the stylish cut that Ava gets? Well, how much damage is he doing? So the damage of the vibro blade four damage four damage so uh no i five with the success i still soak all of that so this cut goes right through the shoulder Mm -hmm. of like she wasn't expecting to be slashed out with a melee weapon so dodges out but it gets through the fabric so there's a cut going right from her neck meets her shoulder to right under her armpit in the clothing she looks down at it and goes hmm and like (laughs) casually shunts the person away and he stabs again and she moves it so it cuts right through the other side (laughs) (laughs) making the outfit symmetrical again Uh, you're now in a sleeveless (laughs) turtleneck the only other person i know who's worn one is jackie chan It is now Ava's turn. It's her turn. Perfect. After she does that, she like pulls back to be once again at, to be Mm -hmm. at reach with them. So in backing away, she puts them so that the weapons would have to touch. She's aiming to take away the knife. Aiming to take away the knife. And the way that she intends to do it is to do a disarm via fencing. So Mm -hmm. to swirl around the knife, just cutting through it and then into that person's shoulder. Cool. Well, I might not have done it this time. No. So that is a failure with an advantage. Okay. You're doing this. This guy is fresh out of basic combat training. So you begin initiating this basic sword fighting maneuver. He sees it coming a mile away. He rolls his body across and manages to land a quick series of blows on you with his fists that don't actually do any damage, but like they stun your body and they break the formation a little bit. Sure, sure, sure. He comes behind you and you like ready your stance again. And you can see though he is terrified of this fight that gave him a small boost of confidence like you can see in his eyes that he does not think that it's a foregone conclusion that he's gonna die right now right oh god there's hope (laughs) you're using fancy jedi fighting tricks well they're not around anymore and Death Watch is. Aww. Talik is shooting up at zero. He's like, see, it's all just intimidation. Mandalorian fighting techniques are really the strongest in the galaxy. The Empire only has numbers, and they oh, only man. brought two. Um, I, oh, God. These babies. <laughs> uh, and it goes to his turn, and he's going to take another shot at you with his two little guns. He aims at you. So this is a more palpable hit than he's had in the past. He's able to activate the two guns. So it is 14 damage coming at you. Tough day for Zero. (laughs) Not his favorite day. No. He fires at you again. Where do you want to get hit? I want to get hit in the chest, dead center, and Mm -hmm. then the left side of my, the robot arm again. It looks really cool when you hit the robot arm because Mm -hmm. it flashes with whatever it gets hit with. So like red (laughs) sparkles down to the fist. But the the red mixes with some of the green. green. (laughs) It's very Christmassy. I didn't think the Empire was in the habit of employing non-humans. What are you doing, gank? Bro. Okay, uh, using my aim, do I tell you what I'm aiming at before or after? If you would like to aim somewhere specific. Uh, yeah, I want to ground him immediately. Yeah, he's in the air. If you hit his jetpack, he's also going to take falling damage, yeah. which I'd like to point out is the most lethal thing in the Star Wars universe. Cool. <laughs> 
There we go. Yeah. There yeah. we go. Heck yeah. Uh, six successes. <laughs> oh my god. That's just it. Six successes. So Do you remember damage on the weapon again? Damage on the weapon is seven. So, so thirteen. So yeah, obviously minus the five from his soak. However, he's midair right now, and he's going to drop out of midair. At the distance that he's dropping, that is ten damage and ten strain. Ugh. So this shot it- that you did exactly knocks him out. Okay, great. <laughs> I didn't think the Empire was a fan of using non-humans. What are you doing here, gang? Stop. Right. Th- what are you doing here, gang? That's all he gets out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I shoot. Uh, <laughs> uh, I was like, what are you doing here, gang? I shoot his jet pack that explosion and he careens down and is immediately hits the ground and is knocked the criff out Me- yeah meanwhile the knife fighter is like yeah four man <laughs> and <Aww>. <laughs> instantly the fear is back the confidence can, is gone can i say that he lands like next to meters him? Yeah. Like, yeah it's like a meter next to his buddy mm-hmm. she had a very professional dueling mask on you know looking seriously treating this fight with remote respect and now just a slow grin <laughs> he runs Aww. he runs Uh, Uh, I speak through the communicator. Uh, buddy, you know, the Empire probably wants some of the information that you have regarding people trying to join Death Watch, so you want to come on back and be handcuffed, uh, might go a little better for you. He starts to run. You say that. He stops. And he goes, you're right. Then he turns the blaster on himself. You guys can act. Yeah, so he was running? So, yeah, he, he, like, he ran for one maneuver. You contacted him and, like, so now he's trying to protect the information that he has. I think I am... So he had a blaster or the knife? What oh, was that? no, he has no weapon. So he, like he, he has the knife. Yeah, he has the knife. So he's going to, to slit his own throat. Going to slit his own throat. So I think I throw my lightsaber <laughs> to cut through the arm, I yeah. guess. You know, that's, that's how you got to do it. Cool. It might be an extra black die because you're throwing it and everything. Sure. I, I don't think that's going to stop you. Well, I'm going to use all of my other maneuvers to aim. So that gets it back down to that would be one black die. There we go. There we go. go. Well, actually, it might not, it might, it might fail. So one, two, three, four. That fails with a triumph. triumph. He goes to cut his throat, forgetting that the armor covers the thing. So, like, he doesn't have, you know? It's so sad. And then he loses, no, well, he doesn't lose his arm because you miss. The lightsaber goes whizzing by. He realizes he can't get through his armor with the knife. He goes and runs for the lightsaber. Yeah, I want to come at him with, I want to move at him with my rocket boots. Mm -hmm. And I want to... Do your mega punch. Yeah, I was like, I was, I was gonna just uppercut this fool. Yeah, do um, your Mega Man punch. So yeah, I'm gonna, I want to swoop down and a big glorious curve on my upswing back up. Mm -hmm. I want to just like repulsor fist this dude in the air. Right. I I actually think there's no reason to roll for this. You take him out. Yeah. How cool does it look? Because I want to. Okay, yeah. so the lightsaber returns to your hand, mm-hmm. and like he starts booking it again. Immediately as that happens, I say, "Remember that thing we were talking about earlier? How good are you at catching things?" And then <laughs> I uppercut the dude, and then <laughs> yeah, you you knock him straight up into the air, and when he's still on the up, he just pauses. Yes, and his limp body comes down <laughs> to the ground. You guys have captured two dissidents. There's a shot of you are on the right side of the screen and then like i just land next to you we're both standing very upright looking down at this guy i reach out a fist yeah. and like pound it pound it and then pound i'm like ow 
you're waiting in the port that is like one of those open ports that you're waiting mm-hmm. for the prison transport ship to come down in. You've got them in binders and they are also currently unconscious. In binders on, I guess, stretchers that you've set out for them. You see the prison transport above you coming down for a landing. Everything is going smoothly. And then very suddenly, an explosion comes out of the engine. It starts spinning out of control, and it's going to crash into the area that you are currently standing. Does the what's-his-face that I was fighting, does he still have his uh, jetpack on? If you decided to take off his gear, I guess that's up to you. I'm going to say that he still has it on. I'm going to kick him on his side, and then I'm going to hit his jetpack to, like, turn it on and, like, propel him one way. I think I'm going to need an athletics check for you to be able to do that and also clear the area where this is going to crash. Okay. Okay. Well, okay. Well, come on. So you fail with two threats. <laughs> yeah, I think it doesn't activate immediately. You go to kick it again, and it just, like, nothing happens. You realize you're running out of time. You lift your leg up to do one more kick, and it does activate. Just as your foot is above his chest, and his hands with binders hook onto your foot. And <laughs> now the jetpack is activated. The weight of your foot has caused him to move up. So now you... And Talentrachnia are moving up to meet the ship, which is coming down. <laughs> I think that is a two failure, two threat. Jeez. Okay, so then I am going to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to pull them out of the way desperately, hooking into my fear, yanking, pulling you out of the way. Uh, to me, to me, to me. Hey, hey. So that's a good roll. Uh, I got three dark side points, mm-hmm. which is enough to... To move three things. To move three things. And I don't have the control upgrade, so I don't have enough to like... To, to, yeah, you can't like <laughs> gently float them out of the way. meaningfully mastermind the situation. So I start running mm-hmm. to get myself out of here. There is still a minion, right? Yeah. Am I strong enough to move the minion? You've got three force points there. So oh, I can I pull him along? Pu- yeah, I could have you push both of them. And pull? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Pull him, push there, I think. I can oh, do that? that looks, yeah. That looks awesome. Okay, so I'm doing that. So the minion gets pulled and starts screaming. Does he wake up? Yeah. Just in time yeah. for this shift For there crashing. to be... They feel the heat and wake up to flames coming down on them. Yep. And then they are pulled from behind and just start screaming. <laughs> yeah. As they are dragged across the asphalt. Excellent. Zero is flying up towards that and just gets a ping on his his helmet. Um, I can push you, but uh, do the thing. Do okay, the thing. Okay, and he gets <laughs> veered push, off. Yeah. You are hit by this wall of force, like suddenly, violently jerked to the side. You narrowly avoid this ship as it crashes through the open heliport. I am going to need another athletics check. And buddy, (laughs) this one's daunting. And the reason it's daunting is you have to make an athletics check to acrobatically recover control of the situation. Do it. Otherwise, you're going to slam into the wall. Oh. Ah. 
Okay, so it's a failure with advantages. I can't prevent myself from hitting the wall. Can I kick on my own boots yeah. to like lessen the blow or stabilize myself after the impact? No matter what, you're going to crash somewhere. Yeah, for sure. By activating your own boots, I'd say because you have your own rocket shoes, I feel like you should have had a blue die on that roll. So let's see. It didn't change anything. <laughs> didn't change anything. So what is going to happen? You are going to get to decide where you crash. Okay. Hey, Ava. Yeah. Guess who has a daunting athletics check to get out of the way of that falling ship? You very generously used your quick reaction time to push your friend out of the way of certain death mm-hmm. and also pull that schmo out of the oh, way of certain death. And I was but running. Ava's still there. I was running. The running was not good enough. Okay. Okay. I think you had to, like, you started to run. You saw the cartoon situation that was unfolding with Zero, <laughs> and you're like, ah! Use the force. And now you're like, oh, now I have to get out of the way of this stupid ship. Okay. And this might be a good time to use Enhance or, you know, some of your other force abilities. No, she doesn't have anything that... Um... That would apply to this situation. No, but I do have two points in athletics. Okay. doke. No. I think it's just a failure and an advantage. (laughs) Wow. Ava, you realize that you are not going to be able to get out of the way of this ship. It's like that second that you took to save Zero means that you're going to be in this blast radius. That advantage, though, two advantages, those can be spent on formulating a last-minute plan for survival and giving yourself a blue die on that last-minute plan. Where is Zero crashing? Okay, Zero is going to crash. Oh, hang on. I should have asked. Do we need this guy alive? Uh, probably. (sighs) Yeah. I mean, he he would be the most useful person to have alive. He's the one we need. He was high-ranking member of Death Watch. All he right. needs to be interrogated. So I can't like ride him along the wall. Yulia would be very upset if uh, he, if he lost him. She's the one. All right, Yulia gets to kill him. We don't get to kill him. Fine. Well then, uh, I'm gonna go like that classic. This hangar bay. You've got like that quintessential side of the bay where it's like all discarded like aluminum tubing yeah. and like. It's just like a heap. They know that they'll get to it eventually, but they haven't yet. Yeah, heaps of trash. Yeah, thank the force. So I'm going to attempt to redirect my rocket boots to sort of put me in that trajectory to lessen that fall. Okay, so... (laughs) But also I'm going to put this guy in between me and the incoming heap of trash to then less the blow on myself. I think then this is the standard, what would be 10 falling damage, but it is absorbed by your soak. I think you putting the guy in the way to take most of that, he's going to take the full 10 strain, 10 damage. Mm-hmm. And you are going to just take uh, whatever it, your soak reduces. Okay. It. So you got, looks like six soak. Six so. soak, which so is that's four. Cool. That's four. Four. At me. Ava. Okay. So I think that they're, we're in a shipyard. Yeah. A shipyard full of ships that are meant to leave Atmo. Yeah. So there is a smaller ship that's like a tug. Okay. So it's like fairly heavily armored, but still small. 
Exactly. It's like near the edge of the blast radius. So you dive into it. Yeah. So I dive into it and throw it into neutral. Uh. So that like it's at the edge of the thing. It's going to crash down and bump it into the outside. Okay. I am going to say... 15 damage okay. comes at you. However, increase your soak by, I guess, like five for this. Okay. Because you have, like, gotten behind cover. So I'm taking five. So you're taking five. Okay. Zero is regaining his bearings, just kind of like shaking off like random extension cords and aluminum shavings. What the criff just happened? Ava, Ava, come in, Ava. Uh, yeah. Are you are you okay? Um, uh, in the, yeah. like the relative guess. relative sense, I'm okay. Uh, oh, are you okay? Relatively, I reach down for Talon's pulse. Do I feel a pulse? <laughs> I flip a light side point or dark dark side point. Ah, there we go. <laughs> yep. Yes. There okay. is a faint pulse. Faint pulse. We are all relatively okay. Good. Ah! Ah! <laughs> oh, that's right. You save that guy. Huh? You say that the you I don't even know his name. Did you say that guy? Yeah, but we should um there's a crash site. I saw it as it came down. The explosion came from the inside. Nothing came from it. We should go see if Agent Arik, Agent Zero! Come in! Agent Arik, Agent Zero! Sai, what just happened? I just received a notification that your transport ship crashed and everything Sai? Here is real Sai With caution. Blaster's out. Okay. He said to himself as he was the only one who had a blaster. (laughs) (laughs) Ava draws her saber and exits the vehicle. Mm -hmm. It's one of those classic trifold imperial (laughs) ships. One of the wings. A transport? Yeah. Okay. One of the wings is like badly damaged. The little vacuum cleaner nose is crumpled. And you can see like there's a stormtrooper hanging out the front of the windshield and it's on Mm. fire. Okay. Uh, somebody's blocking our comms. Ava, I'm leaving this guy in the trash heap. Don't let me forget about him. Uh, can you actually... Wait, where are you? She sticks up her lightsaber like a <laughs> a beacon. Yeah, through, through the smoke and flames, you can see the lightsaber waving in the air in front of... I have an armored vehicle over here. Should we put the heart kids over, over here? <sighs> Fine. He grabs him by the uh, hitch in the jetpack and just drags him out of the mm-hmm. the heap. And he's just kind of grumbling to himself. <laughs> I wish I could, I could have ridden you down the wall if we didn't need you alive, <laughs> stupid jetpack. <laughs> <laughs> you find the screaming kid along the way. The repulsor fists him in the head and knocks him out. Stupid henchman. You could have just had a lazy Sunday. Hey. hey. Good to see you. Good to see you on two feet. Your arm's not all torn up this time. That's good. Okay. So how long do you think until we can get another transport down here? Size probably sending something, right? I mean, he's got to. He's doing his due diligence. Yeah. Boy Scout. What do you think this is? If it was timed, they could have waited until we were on the ship before they blew it. So maybe they were just trying to get us stranded out here for some kind of ambush. Uh, I guess we should just see if anybody's still alive. Let's go. 
We head towards the <laughs> inflamed transport ship. So you check through. I'm going to actually roll the face die. Hey! Hey, happy uh, face! You managed to uh, find <laughs> two survivors the on there, uh, two stormtroopers. They're badly injured, mm. but, you know, they're alive. Okay. Get them back to the speeder that we've got, mm-hmm. the tugged speeder. And I remove one of the helmets on uh, one of the stormtroopers. Hey, hey, uh, hey, buddy. <gasps> <sighs> I, I need you to. I need you to just focus up. All right. There oh was a, man. There was a crash. Okay. Okay. You can't go to sleep. I need you to focus up and tell me what happened. Uh, what What is the last thing that you remember happening? He blinks a bit and like gathers his wits about him. I I, I was on uh, the transport. We were coming back to to bring to pick you guys up and and take your prisoners back to base. Uh, then. We, uh, just all of a sudden the screen starts lighting up. Uh, the engine has failed out of nowhere. Uh, but you know, there was that huge explosion first. The screen lit up after the explosion? Yeah. Okay. Soldier, if you can remember, where did you get this transport from? Did it go through the normal checks before you were sent out? I I think so. I mean, this came from, from base. This is, this is just straight out of the, the, the main base. Mm. We, we do checks on that every day. Ava takes off running towards where the ship was. What's going through your head, Ava? She's like frantically putting things back into place, trying to reconstruct it. Uh, hey, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't know your rank, ma'am. Uh, I, I don't, I don't think that's, you're going to be able to repair that one. You should rest. I, yeah, I know. Look, I'm a mechanic on my normal beat. Uh, like when I'm not, you know, flying ships or transporting prisoners. That, that's, that's not going to get repaired. Oh, I'm not trying to repair it. Do you know what went wrong? He's like rubbing his head and he sort of like walks over. Uh, I mean, if, if I were a betting man, I, I would say that a tube got clogged, but the computer would have at least notified us about that really as soon as we took off. As soon as he says that, she folds her arms over her chest and looks at Sarah pointedly. Uh... Hold on, I'm I'm gonna get my helmet so that I can my HUD can scan out. No, don't do that. It's probably best don't. if you don't communicate with anybody right now. Oh, I wasn't gonna communicate with nobody. I was gonna wear my helmet so that the HUD could compensate for the flares that we're getting from this still active fire. Which, <laughs> hey, would be great if we could put that out, huh? All right, Mister Snippy. <laughs> he takes his helmet. He puts it on. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Now that I'm looking at it, it doesn't appear that there was a mechanical error at all. Uh, in fact, this shouldn't be here. Uh, it definitely shouldn't be here. And you see a fragment of a thermal detonator that appears to have been wired into the system's engines. Okay, don't communicate that with anybody for your own safety, okay? But people back at the base need Do to know. Do not communicate this. We're higher ranked than you. We'll communicate it with the correct people. Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. <sighs> um, and if you're well enough, feel free to do whatever you want about the fire. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll put out the fire, <laughs> which really should have been a higher priority. As all okay, buddy. <laughs> What's your name so I can hate it? Savoy? I hate that name, Savoy. <laughs> um, who's, the, who's, the, who's the lady that's always trying to kill you? Uh, Lufon? Lufon? Yeah. You think this is Lufon? Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay, I just, I, I just feel, I felt like we should put it out there to the world. No, we shouldn't put it out there to the, I don't know. Well, I mean, I just meant like between us. Oh, I between mean, us, not, yeah. not on. Just, Savoy's not on here, fine, yeah. Yeah, I think that's what's up. And she's trying to kill you now, too, obviously. 
It's not just me. Oh, yeah, yeah, I guess. <laughs> um, and as you guys say that, you hear the reassuring screech of a TIE fighter as it <laughs> roars overhead. Such a beautiful sound. The calming <laughs> <laughs> noise. That- the calming <gasps> predatory. Yes. That flashes by overhead, and you hear on your short-range communications, if it isn't one mess, it's another. Is anybody alive over here? Inquisitor, hi. We're here. Oh, Arik, thank goodness. Uh, what about your partner? Is uh... Zero? Oni, yes. Yes, he's right here. Hi. <sighs> okay, good. I have a squadron of ties watching over our base. Apparently, whoever was in charge of this place before we took over the operation did not do a good job on security. She's taken over everything. Nothing can leave that heliport. Only ties are allowed to fly in the air. Everything else is grounded. And I need you two to take care of what needs to be taken care of. Yes, ma'am. Any kind of readout in terms of anything that would tell us where this signal is coming from, where we're being blocked from? <laughs> well, one of the things that Finola is not known for is subtlety. She's broadcasting in all frequencies a fighting challenge. This could be a misdirect. Finola's rather clever. She's taken over the base. She's holding it hostage. Says that she's wired it with explosives. We're trying to get agents in to verify whether or not those claims are true. But given the time that she was out and her reputation, it is entirely possible that she was able to sabotage the vase while you were apprehending other suspects. She works really fast. (sighs) You don't have to work very hard if you manage to reprogram a bunch of droids. That's another thing about droid security protocols that'll be bringing up with Rengen if he makes it through. I can't risk her getting into the air. If she gets into the air against a normal pilot, and believe me, I am taking a massive risk just coming here to collect you two. If she gets in the air against a normal tie, they're going down and she's leaving the system to God knows what in other systems. She seems like she's content to wait for somebody to challenge her to a duel, which I think we would be happy to indulge. Arik, I don't know if you'd be able to take her on alone. But if Oni goes in there with you, you two can probably take her down together. I will stay in the air in case this duel is merely a ruse to get in a ship. Uh, yes, ma'am. We do have two prisoners here. <sighs> Did anybody survive that crash? Uh, yeah, yes. we got one real snarky dude who's uh can be behind the wheel of a tug. Well, based on the way you two apprehend suspects, I'm going to imagine that that man will be able to restrain those, I'm assuming, half-thrashed-to-death Death Watch members. Oh, they're not... Ha- and then he looks down and is like... They were fine until the crash, ma'am. I'm sure that uh, the most basic medical attention could have seen to their wounds and injuries. I'm just saying Zero has a reputation. And Arik, you are very liberal with that lightsaber of yours. I know that they were in condition to be interrogated. I'm not questioning your competence in that area. So put to rest any concerns that you might have about that. I'm merely saying that I am sure our boys in white can handle watching over a few prisoners, even if they are members of Death Watch. All right, well, we've got ourselves access to transport. We'll head out there post-haste. Be careful on your approach, but she apparently 
is waiting for you. I'll be watching you in the skies. If anything goes wrong, I will try to cover for you. Fingers crossed. Have any questions? Any idea of what kind of weaponry she has access to? She's got access to the system, but any kind of armaments that we know of. I suppose the news about Raxus has to go somewhere. Communications are down, and I am going to count on destroying these recordings and your discretion afterwards. This is technically a top secret uh, that you both are not cleared for. But if you're headed into this situation, I can't have it on my conscience that I didn't tell you. Much obliged. Raxus was part of a prototype for the Inquisitorious program. She worked directly with the minds that shaped our Inquisitorious program and trained in certain experimental areas that I believe Arik is deeply familiar with, that I have been trained in myself. Not everybody made it through that program in top shape. And before we turned Inquisitorious into what it is today, there were a couple years of the Wild West. Some people died, and others had to be contained. Raxus was one of those that needed to be contained. She's trained with a lightsaber, but I can't imagine her getting her hands on a lightsaber in that base. She's probably already got her hands on a lightsaber. Well, no. Oni, we don't tend to leave those lying around. I believe the only two lightsabers on Mandalore are on my hip and hers. Oh, well, that's um, reassuring. That should be reassuring. It is. That said, she is a talented hand-to-hand combatant, and she has her own ways of fighting. Was she a Jedi? No. Not a Jedi. Not what we are, either. She was trained in the dark side of the Force, and she took it in her own directions, so to speak. It was the Wild West. Okay. Do you know anything about her abilities? One of the reasons that she was contained instead of destroyed is there's not a lot that we know about what she can do. After she was apprehended the first time, she clammed up and would only meditate, refusing to eat meals, but somehow still surviving in that tiny cell. Frankly, I was content to let her rot there, but some of the higher-ups didn't see things that way and thought that we could learn from her if we managed to break her. Nobody ever did. And now, we're in this situation. So, my orders for you are to take her down and take her down as quickly as possible. This is not a boondoggle that the Empire can afford. I can assure you that. While communications are down, we need to take advantage of this situation, nullify her as quickly as possible, and then clean up this mess before we have to explain it to command. Do you know if she's gone to the Bogan or is something else wrong with her? Towards the end, my opinion, she went off the deep end. Whatever you think the deep end is, that's where she is. Okay, Master. That's more like it. And call me Inquisitor. With that, I think you're well informed. I will be offering you support from the air. And take care of yourselves. If she has had as much time alone in there as I think she has, that place is wired to explode. And there could be other nasty traps on your way in. All right, roger that. The tie screeches off. Like, whatever tie modification she had, she clearly has, like, some sort of speed thing where, you know, it's nitrous. It's, like, (laughs) much faster than your standard tie. Dope. I guess I want to make a sweep for, like, a med pack of any kind. Uh, back Back to pack. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a back to pack on the wall of like yeah he comes up and and just grabs it and then just kind of like tends to his wounds as he heads back towards the souped up speeder av looks like not withdrawn but like 
like a mope. <laughs> Zero's like mission oriented and is like, okay, got to do this, got to do this and goes and finds back to packs and Ava just kind of like follows him. Hey, wha- uh, hmm? what's going on, Force Witch? Hmm? Uh, what's what's up? What? You're not even uh, uh you're not even doing the back to pack right, you know? Oh, oh god. <laughs> yeah, this goes on. That's that's that guy's blood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, stab this here. There we go. That's better. Uh, you you doing all right? Yeah. No, I'm good. It's okay. You seem a little bit distant. Um, sorry. You want to talk about it? Um, no, I think we've covered me for the day. You know what was rude of her? The whole blue thing, right? I mean, yeah. Her tone was kind of rude. Yeah. I, did that, did that bother you more than normal? She kind of like pulled rank pretty hard out there. Oh, no. She's always like that. I just figured it might bother you. I mean, kind of used to that kind of stuff. We kind of got bigger fish to fry, so to speak. Uh, Okay. Uh, I'll drive. So we cut to the speeder just like moving down the screen on that long stretch of empty highway headed back towards Imperial Base. So we're going to go in there and uh, probably going to be pretty hectic and, uh, you know, Last time I'll bring it up, but if there's something's on your mind, if it's going to affect you in the in the heat of things, I probably should know. Does the thing with Blue in the hospital really not get to you at all? I think if I let myself think about it, it will. But okay. if I kind of stay on track with... I feel like I'm there, so that's where I am. Okay. Well, then good. Let's go get ourselves a crazy freakazoid force witch. Yeah, she's not a force witch. She's not a force witch. She's not a no, force no, no, no. witch. Okay. No, different. She is a definite, different, different not, thing. Okay. What would you classify her as? Just a dark force user. Okay. Yeah. You know, it would be really cool if she is. It'd be really cool if she could integrate force use with machines. People say that you can't do that, but I think you can. That sounds... That I mean, it would be bad for us. Yeah, that very really obviously very and bad for us. Okay, but it would be cool if she I'm could. Very cool. I hope she can't. Obviously, I hope right. she can't. The man who is like mostly machines. <laughs> right. Like. I mean, that, I I feel like I have the most to lose if that is a thing that I, she can do. It would be very bad if she could do that. I but just cool. I want somebody to be able to. Yeah. <laughs> Not her. Right. 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 It was just a, a whim. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? God, that means like Ava and training the kids like one like computers are cool, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, just... I guess. <laughs> All right, well, it's not him. Get I just it. think okay. I just think the force is neat, and I I'm being... a shark man. <laughs> <laughs> I just want people to find new ways to use it. No, I think I'm just gonna be a shark man. <laughs> <laughs> it's just occurring to me now. Did the Inquisitor say that she had taken? control of all of the droids i don't know about all of them but she definitely did mention that they had taken over some droids in the facility okay and that there were a lot of explosives right mm-hmm. okay rigged to blow the entire place guy high <sighs> okay this is this is gonna this is tough it's gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be time okay uh first things first i guess do you want to go in together do you want to front load this do you want me to follow in when we're actually in there and we have eyes on her i mean she's going to be able to sense us but i should be able to turn us mostly invisible um 
So that should be useful in fighting her if we're able to keep track of each other. So the main thing that we have to do is get into close enough range to mm -hmm. then disguise ourselves. If we can get in without being detected, if we can knock out or come in under a blind spot from one of the cameras, we should be able to get in there. She's taking it over, so it's just going to be her and the droids? Yeah, definitely. Okay. And she Let's, wants a duel. She might just allow us to just come in and duel her. Otherwise, we might be able to find some back channel ways to get through. Mm, let's go for the first approach. Let's try going in and I'll say I accept her duel. And just keep me concealed behind you? Ooh, that's perfect. I'll make you invisible at the maximum range that I can. Mm -hmm. Let's keep you hidden. Okay. Naturally. Right. As soon as she's in range... I will hit you with the invisibility. Mm -hmm. I'll engage her and backstab her. Okay. We just bring her into the garage, park it. She'll automatically be close enough. You cloak me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And if push comes to shove, we can detonate this car for a little bit of an extra boom. Yeah. I think this is a good plan. Yeah, I, I think so. And we're definitely killing her, right? Here's how I feel about this. She wants to get off planet, which obviously can't happen. Right. Because, um... Catastrophic. Yeah. Um... Bad for everyone. It is cruel to let them continue to experiment on her. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Here's a thought. What if she is just taken over by the Bogan? <laughs> Zero, like, a question mark appears <laughs> on <laughs> Zero's thing. Beep, beep. Beep, beep. Ava, like, slumps against the, what are we in, convertible. <laughs> okay, so the Force is basically a parasite and... There are, for lack of a better term, gods that exist within it that grant you the power sets that you use. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. We just started, but I'm following pretty well. So the major one that dark side force powers come through is called the Bogan. Okay. I mean, it has many names, but the Bogan. Okay. Yeah. And if you channel him too much, you invite him into you and he possesses you like a scary ghost movie or a, a scary ghost hollow okay so if you use too much dark side if you're too deep then you risk yourself being possessed and never coming back mm -hmm. you go insane that's what most people perceive it as okay and the majority of cultures don't work with this stuff enough to know how to excise it okay so there's a way to bring her back mm-hmm we don't want to bring her back. Do we want to bring her back? Do you want to bring her back? Mm -hmm. So we don't want to kill her. I don't know. I mean... <sighs> you know, it'd be easier if we could just kill her. It'd be a lot easier. But if you don't want to kill her, we can figure out a way not to kill her. It's a lot more work. Um... It is. And if presented with the opportunity, I might try and kill her. I'll just, I'll be honest with you. But if not, you know, if we can figure out a way, then, hey, let's not kill her. She starts counting up the vials of the waters of life that she has on her arm. How many do I have? Ooh. Do you want to flip a dark side point? Yeah. I think you got five. That's enough to do uh Yeah, if you use all of them. If I use all of them. So this means there is the chance that you will be cut off from Waters of Life after this fight, which could present a danger to you personally. Ava's never really personally struggled with the temptations of the Bogan. She was raised in a culture that knows about it and that trains you for it. There are ceremonies to deal with any sort of corruption. I brush my teeth, though. But yeah, it starts with maintenance. That said, you have never encountered anybody personally mm. that has been afflicted to the point where th this person sounds like they have been possessed 
for years. You can't even fathom what that would be like and what that would turn you into and what it would be like fighting somebody like that. Okay. Uh, real quick, Waters of Life, uh, just it's a way to bring you back from being possessed by the Bogan. Oh, no, it's the, um, you know, the green stuff that I poured out on the table earlier? Right. Yeah, so it's, um, wow, it's, it's, um, uh, you play ma- you play video games. Oh yeah, mana. Oh okay, it's your it's your okay, it's your go juice. It's raw magic chemical. Gotcha. Sounds good. Yeah, it takes me a lot of effort. Well, not a lot. It takes effort to make it, though. It's a rare resource. But it's not impossible to get back. No, it, it just takes me time. It's difficult, and the Inquisitor doesn't like when I do it. Okay. The amount that I have, I think, should be enough to to bring back somebody possessed based on what the mothers told me. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I've never done anything like this before. Okay, so you don't know what this looks like either. Well, I know the symptoms. I know what it physically looks like, but I, I've never performed the ritual and I've never encountered anyone where this is what It's like, happened. yeah, she knows the ritual. She's never tried it. Yeah. She doesn't know if it would work in this circumstance. Well, first time for everything. It just seems really amoral to kill somebody when you've seen horror flicks. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, know? yeah. I, it's just, it's not her actually doing it. I, we're on the same The page. girl that's vomiting the pea soup, you don't just kill her. Right, 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 right. You try to excise the demon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're on, yeah, we're on the same. We won't kill her if we don't have to kill her. Okay. All right. If that's what's going on. If she's just a jerk, yes, we'll kill her. Okay. They will not suffer jerks. <laughs> <laughs> With that, you pull up outside of the Imperial base. End of episode. Now, how about a Dear Bluebird letter? Dear evil spaceman and friends, I am a begrudging pirate on my backwater planet, mostly sticking to the traditional methodology of robbing from the rich over the open ocean. My crew is mainly comprised of older clones, and I'm beginning to have some trouble relating to them and or commanding their unquestioning loyalty due to our drastically different upbringings. What advice, other than try killing a few to increase morale, do you have for a woman in my position? Thanks a bunch. Sure leave unsolaced. Okay, um, I'm really trying to have, uh, having a difficult time reacting to this, uh, someone want to, want to jump in and start us off and I'll start, the thing you don't understand about command is you command the respect of your men. That's what it's about. If they don't respect you, there's nothing you can do to them that will make them respect you. People try to talk a lot about control and power. Anytime somebody's trying to sell you power, they're selling you an empty, hollow promise. What you want is strength. If you're strong and you can defend yourself and you can defend the people around you, then you deserve respect. Power is just the ability to exert control over people, and that's not worth anything in the position of command. Okay, um, I I hear what you're saying, Sinox. I guess I'm stuck on something this person said, and they must be, obviously they're clearly confused. They called us evil to start with, which is very confusing (laughs) to me. Yeah, that's how they opened the letter. I feel like that's a little bit hostile. It sounded like they're clearly delusional. They're pirates, so they probably, they have their whole own thing. Like, 
Yeah, but that who are they be, to call the Empire I, evil? Sure. Pirates fly a flag with a skull on it. They should know that they're the baddies. Th- this person... All right, we need to help this. This person is clearly in need. You are in need of desperate help, person. I mean, at least the people under her command are in need of help. That's for sure. She, she is d- delusional about what is right and wrong, and we'd be happy I will get you a free ticket to one of the training camps. It is a 14-year program. It's phenomenal. Uh, once it's okay. It, it, it's really good. It's yeah, really good. She's it's clearly okay. a self-motivated individual. I, I feel like we could do a lot of good for her in the uh, re-education center. In, in the re-education center, she would at least know who is evil and who is not evil. But then the other thing that's crazy is is she says what she's trying to get the respect for people of a different age group than her. And this is something that speaks speaks pretty pretty close to home for me. I know a I mean, little bit about okay. this. They're around your age, yeah. So. Yeah, so and I have to deal with old people from the old all the time. And where I'm confused is she's on the right track, reaching out for advice, thinking that she's on the wrong track. When you see someone that is disrespecting you because of the age difference, what you do is you turn to your bodyguard and you go kill them. And then they kill them, and then a precedent has been set, and, okay, and you move okay, forward. Okay, you're a minister, and that's where the problem is here. This is a military problem that needs a military solution. The thing that you don't see on your side of things is that resources cost things. Someone in your position can kill somebody, and there'll be somebody tomorrow to fill that position. You can't fill a pirate this, position? No, you can't. Not with not with trained soldiers. All you- Those clones are very special people. Those clones have had years of training. They're better trained than any military force in the world. She will have new pirates step into that position, but they will not be as good as the men she's got under her command right now. Yeah, I'm going to have to decide with Sai on this one. You of can't, course. You can't replace a clone. They're good people. There are great clones, like wonderful Commander Sinox, who is who is amazing and wonderful. Compliment and, noted. And there are clones that are just as replaceable as any other member of a cast and crew. I'm just saying, if I was like a halfway decent successful pirate, how easy would it be to get like, hey, come with me. We will go get money from whatever evil pirate doings are from the good, wonderful empire because we're evil. And it would be really easy to fill that position if I was a decent but evil pirate. How many of those pirates? I mean, the pirates need to know about imperial tactics if they're to survive in a piratical environment. Who knows that better cool. than former clone troopers? No one. I mean, they'd have to recruit directly out of the Stormtrooper Corps, and if your re-education centers are worth anything, that can't happen. L- l- listen, you're not like you're killing the entire crew. I mean, how many do you really have to kill? You drag one out in front of them, it's just like, alright, if you're training voice skiers when they're young. What you do is when there's a litter that's acting up... You've never held a position of command in your life. We are talking about something far more important than position. We're talking about the training of young Vornskiers. I'm telling you, you are a bad manager. You, I'm telling you that right now. You might be very good at what you do. Oh, is in he making a, you sad, Blue? You are a bad manager that is not one of the skills that you have. I have killed so many staff. <laughs> <laughs> If it happens more than once, it's not working. Do you even go to the attic? Do you know where those staff members go I feel like when we've we're got... jumping from planet to planet? I specifically increased your pay, so I would not know the answer no, to that question. I, I, no one is saying where things are stashed. I'm just asking, have you been to the attic? Absolutely not. So I think that we've got this one covered. So the captain should report for reconditioning, obviously. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And hand over command to your crew, to any of these clones. I think that that would be a good idea for everybody involved. Or just kill one and stuff them in the attic. It's not as easy as you may think. 
Thanks for listening to this episode of Evil Campaign. The Curve of the Bluebird will be back again next month. Before I leave you, first, let me tell you about some of our affiliates. On Friendshipping, Jen and Trin discuss friendship, particularly between ladies. They tackle the tricky stuff like, how can I make friends as an adult? How do I end a toxic friendship? And more. And System Mastery follows Jeff and John as they scour the bargain bin of game stores across the country to bring you up-to-the-decade reviews of failures and secret successes of RPG history. Thursday night at 9, after an all-new Becker. Evil Campaign is a part of the Campaign Podcast, which is a one-shot podcast network production. The Star Wars Edge of the Empire, Age of Rebellion, and Force and Destiny role-playing games belong to Lucas Books and Fantasy Flight Games. Finally, all music on the show is performed by the Snowdens of yesteryear. Until next time, there is no death. There is the Force. (laughs) 